Well, there we go with Mr. Alvin Lee, our familiar lead-in, kicking us off on another another two-hour excursion into the conversation zone. Roger Sales, your uh, moderator, host, phone screener, engineer, two or three other jobs. Here at the Radio Ranch, People's Patriot Network, and it is date stamped today, February the 8th, 21, 2 8, 21. That doesn't sound too ominous, does it, Chris? Two eight twenty one, and of course it's the Monday show, and we got a nice group of guys on the board. I would imagine my sixth sense tells me we've either got some new listeners, uh, or maybe even new participants today, which I would maybe hope we get both. Um, we were talking shortly before, and of course the topic of events was uh, the appearance Saturday on Deanna Spingola's program over on RBN, long-running program. She's got a very established audience, you know, and because uh, she's been there consistently for a long time. A lot of people have empathy with Deanna because she's been through some real personal and family health problems here. It's pretty severe over the last few years, and you can kind of still hear it in her voice and uh, from how it used to be. And so I was tickled. Jeez. Go ahead, Chris. Well, I was going to say, you know, losing a daughter and other things going on in the yeah, world, she even, is still very traumatized. You know, don't, I don't even want to bring up what they are. It's just, as you said, really traumatic, high-impact things on your life. And she's, she's uh, uh, you know, weathered through it, and she's still there. And I, I tell you what I was thinking of, uh, <laughs> before Saturday. I wanted to mention it, Deanna, and I didn't. Um, remember remember uh, Saturday Night Live with the church lady? Wasn't that where that was? Rosanna, Rosanna Dana? I guess so. What, whoever she was, the church lady, she'd come out in her little dress and her was, bag, right? And so that was fuzzy. I, I kind of, I was thinking, I think, God, is like Deanna in the Patriot movement. Is she like the church lady, but she's swinging a knitting bag? Oh. <laughs> and you'd have to, people may not know. She, she got, we all get into this through different doors. How many times have I said that? Well, she got in it through the knitting door. <laughs> Because she got in the knitting business and started seeing all the Jew control and asking questions. <laughs> so I consider her to be the church lady of the Patriot Movement, and uh, just in my mind. And uh, I'm just real grateful for that relationship. She had John and Glenn on several times when they were promoting the tax book. Uh, and uh, I was on there at least twice. But the interesting thing is, as I told Deanna, and said on the show, uh, Joyce didn't get it. I've been with other people. When, you know, when you're sitting there talking to somebody at the end, you can see whether they get it or not, pretty much. I'll agree with that. You put it in front of enough, uh, enough other people, right? And oh, yeah. the two times before, I mean, when he ended up, I knew Deanna didn't get it. I knew Joyce didn't get it. Joyce went to her grave not understanding it, unfortunately. Uh, but I, I kind of made up my mind, told Deanna, I said, well, I guarantee you you're going to get it this time. And so thanks to this program and all the discussions that we do and the way we look at this and the way all these thoughts stimulate it, I've been able to lay this thing out where, you know, you start at the start, you bring them the end game in, and then you fill it in. And then they can follow what you're telling them because they already know what the end game is. And I think it's highly effective. I went back and listened to that program myself Saturday night. 
And uh, I, you should know this. I never listen to my own programs. Never. And I'll tell you why. Hmm. Because when I was in radio, every week we were forced to do a little air check thing with the program director. And they'd go in there and pull out all the stuff you said. And you had to sit there and listen to it all the time. And I hated it. Okay, I don't like hearing myself. Most people don't like hearing themselves on tape because they sound radically different to themselves. The reason for that is because when the tape is coming in through your ears, it's going straight into your ear canal and into your brain. When you talk, you're hearing it as it resonates up through all the hollow bones in the skull. And it's a totally different feeling. And so that's why some people, well, everybody sounds different. But anyway, the point of the story is I never listened to my own stuff. And I sat there and listened to that show, every bit of it from first to end. And I have to subject, I'm a very tough critic, subjectively say I think it's the very best public presentation of this material I've ever done. Not here. You know, we do it piecemeal. We dig deep. We cover other aspects and contingencies and all that but just as a first line presentation to somebody in a new venue I, it's about the best i've ever done i think and i i credit you guys okay and i credit this forum because steel sharpens steel and we're all improving our game by having these discussions thinking about things in a different light understanding a different perspective and therefore overall understanding being increased so uh, anyway, I was very pleased. We've now got a pretty damn good document and that program audio behind it. And uh, if somebody still doesn't get it, I think as a last-ditch measure, you put Downs v. Bidwell under them and say this was said 30 years before they pulled the trigger. Now, if they don't buy then, don't waste your time on them. The only improvement could be when there's a text version of your spoken conversation with Deanna. Oh, uh, yeah, possibly. Maybe somebody will do yeah. that. I, I, I would like to see. I think what might be a real good move, and I don't. I haven't done it. I guess I probably could fumble my way through it, is set up an account over on BitChute and uh, feed the whole thing up there as an audio file. Um. So little yeah. things like that people can do. You know, I can't do everything. So it's like the science of law, which I neglected to mention Saturday, unfortunately. The science of law. Oh, I thought you did. Well, I'm glad you listened. As if I mentioned early it, on. Well, I, if, they, if I mentioned it, they might go pull it. Okay. You know, Roger, it's important that uh, the archives at RBN are free for a week, and I'm sure that your show will be up there without any of the spots, so it would be a condensed version without the uh, outtakes, and it would be a seamless presentment well, of what you did on that show. Deanna had it posted about as quick as two shakes of a lamb's tail after the show, and I had, the, I had good cooperation because the board operator as we hooked up to do the show rbn has one you know they've got the luxury of having paying people like that <laughs> and so anyway i fed him the document and a couple of the documents you know for state department etc so he had them he had them sitting right there as we went through the program and uh Anyway, they got it edited out. We also, Chris, we don't have to refer to RBN. We've got our own resources here, meager as they may be. And uh, it's already posted over at CastBox. It's posted under yesterday, February the 7th. And I just got my big computer back yesterday. Thank you, Lord. Hoorah. What a, oh, my God. I feel like I'm coming out 
you know, in the desert finding an oasis. Uh, mainly because <laughs> the portable's so small, I have to sit here and use a magnifying glass to, uh, to see a lot of this stuff, you know. So it's a pain in the rear end. Anyway, the big one's back. I uploaded all of last week's shows, which none had been uploaded. And for the Saturday show, I put in the uh, interview I did with Pastor Eli about a year and a half ago or so. Uh, and then the, that's on the 6th. And on the 7th is the one with Deanna. So we've got our own resources. Chris, thank you, Mr. RBN. Um so, well, you know, uh, Roger, I wasn't trying to promote RBN, but we've got lots of good truth media platforms, and since we're not 24-7s on PPN with full content yeah. uh, coverage, we it's not a bad place to look right. for a second source uh, besides the AJ channel and maybe a few other well, little uh, honeypots. We'd have a fuller schedule, but I'm going to tell you the problem, Chris. The problem is finding somebody that is in the right situation that can make the commitment to do this on a regular basis. That's the problem. Oh, okay. I have so, a news blast for uh, you this news, morning. News, news. Uh, uh. Well, as a matter of fact, we're going to put a new name. Uh, uh, Liz Cheney is now Lies Cheney, and she is definitely a genetic psychopathic liar off the offspring of her father, John McCain and I, or not John McCain and I, excuse me, that's uh, Dick Dick Cheney, Dick Dick Cheney, another commensurate liar, psychopath. His nickname up there is Big Dick Cheney. Well, that's appropriate, big lies, big dicks, uh, you know, whenever you're off the offspring, the father of liars, because they are liars too, like she is. Uh, she is a deep state operative. Uh, oh, as a matter of fact, I watched a recent Bill Still uh, where he was having to out the fact that William Barr was exactly the first AG for Biden gang. Therefore, he was a deep state Biden protector. That's the reason they sit on the laptop from hell of Hunter Biden and in the crack addict and all his yeah. Uh, pedophilic activities covered it up instead of releasing it to the American people and tampered with the election by not releasing that information so the people could be informed and make an informed decision although 75 million of us said uh, Trump and no Biden and that speaks to the fraud of the election theft by the team deep state Biden gang. I think I wanted to differentiate. You said he was one of the Biden gang. Barr was, I think he was associated with the Bush bunch. But what you're saying illustrates the fact that it's all a unified cult. And man, when Trump even got in the nomination, especially elected the first time, I mean, you can see the reaction. Don't forget, there was a, he- a headline in the Washington Post 19 minutes after he took the, uh, the oath of impeach. 19 minutes, okay? So uh, one of the old metrics, Chris, an audience that whenever I've used it, it always worked. It's got a long history in the Middle East. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Anybody find it that any time that didn't work? Well, it's difficult to tell the frenemies from the enemies or the friends. They well, all seem to meld together. Uh, well, Chris, exactly my point. It ain't hard to tell here. You can tell who hates who. Okay. So, 
Uh, anyway, I, I wanted to talk a little bit and see and, and emphasize the fact to you guys that we've got a package now we've never had. That document and whichever source of the recording, we don't cut ours off after a week, so that one uh, over there at CastBox has the player embedded. Um, please use it. I mean, please use it. I'm kind of curious, Roger. How how is it that we're not able to download it off of the Telegram or put it into the radio's chat room while we're on the air here? It's been on Telegram. Or somewhere like that. Chris, is the reason you can't uh, download it from Telegrams because you're not going on there and downloading it. I went on there. I press on things, but they don't download for me. Well, then they do, uh, nobody else says that. Once again, I think, get, please get a new phone. Well, I am special, of course. <laughs> my my enemies hate me a lot. <laughs> well, I don't know that your enemies had a special phone manufacturer, so Chris couldn't download files. Uh, but anyway, yeah, nobody else has, has said that, Chris, so I would think it's either – a operator error or b something wrong with your phone uh and well i don't discount it could be operator error i can't seem to find the thing to turn the sound off of the notifications chris the other way is i don't think you're looking at the email that i've always used for you anymore and you got some special email so why don't you from whatever email you're using send me an email at radio ranch at mail.com and i'll make sure you get it all Okay. We'll do that today. All right, great. Well, then we'll be hooked up again. But otherwise, it's like getting a hold to you is, is a lot of the problem. So let's hook up there. Did anybody ever, you know, I listened to it in listening to the show again. There were some things I just wish I could have added as color that they didn't come to my mind at the time. I had that thing kind of set out in my mind how I was going to follow it and then let it roll as we un undid it but i'll tell you one thing boy you could sure see when deanna got it couldn't you uh absolutely in fact deanna was a real good straight girl for you she's a real good host over there and it would seem to me that it would make sense to put a template a one-line diagram if you will or something to that effect a little narrative of the different steps uh, this is something that Ralph Winteroud talks about sometimes in his administrative procedures. He wants to document that. But, you know, how we got there and where we're going and uh, how to get out of you the know, matrix Chris, I, is probably I, very useful. Have you read the document yet? I have not been able well, to. I've looked. Well, there you go. Been. Well, that's why I ask you because you just stepped in your mess kit because that's exactly what it does. Okay. Uh, and uh, it's powerful. Send me a message. I'll get all this stuff. I think you're going to be real pleased. you got a real concise package. And then, like I said, if somebody's still skeptical, like Samuel's gal out there in California, and I'm, I hope he joins us today. We'll find out if he's got any further report on that. But if they're still skeptical, then you pop Downsby Bidwell at the back and say, well, this was 30 years before the bankruptcy. What do you think now? And if they don't respond to that, you're talking to the wrong person. Okay, so anyway, well, I'd like to get some of y'all's observations on it, and and uh, uh, just observations. Feel have you put it in front of anybody? Uh, what's been the reaction? It's only been a day. I understand that, but you know what we know is the first time you get hit with this, you're like stunned for a while. Most people, okay. 
Roger, I did send it to a couple of people that will not send it afterwards, but let them know that the program was on live when you were doing it. But I must say the audio quality was excellent. You're, you were in great form. Your resonance and tonal qualities were great. And this is the great thing about the theater of the mind, the radio, is because it is difficult to lie on radio like <laughs> lies cheney this morning she was obvious she was putting out this crap and that contrast with the truth you were very emotional a couple of times because this is life-changing information that has been guided by higher powers to get us to this point you know i look back often chris we've talked about it on here uh, John and Glenn, in the six months they let them operate, had 1,200 students. 1,200 people paid $1,500 to go through that course and get the benefits thereof, the IRS. At that point, maybe some of you don't know this. At that point, Glenn had met John with all the knowledge, and Glenn had turned it into a business. And so they would teach you this, and what John found in the regulations through all that convoluted crap uh, was a way to go in if you'd been filing under the wrong status. You could correct your status and file three years of 1040 NR returns, non-resident alien returns, and they would send you all your money back. Well, they, when they started the course, the first few people that did it got these big checks back. And then the IRS figured out what was going on, or else the material that they delivered to them earlier got to the right person. Wherever it got to, somebody said, holy smokes, these guys are on to the thread. Okay, And so that was when they came down six months later and raided Las Vegas office. They raided, they had a couple of little satellite offices. They raided all of them simultaneously. And uh, the guy that lives above me right now was in the house in Las Vegas that day and upstairs on, on the bed talking to John. They were having a conversation, and he heard him bust the door down. And uh, Jim told me later, he said, I looked at John, and I said, they're here. And so John thought he was an informant for a while, you know. But he said, I just knew when the door happened, I knew what it was, you know. So anyway, IRS busted into their SWAT team, a CID division, and uh, held, uh, held them at the, uh, on the floor with a gun at their head for a number of hours. Uh, wouldn't let them go to the bathroom stuff. They did let them answer the phone. And the phone rang. And Glenn was not in Vegas. He was in California. And he was calling into the office. He sensed something was wrong. He went immediately to the bank and got everything out of their account before they could close that, or they'd have been dead in the water. Okay? And so uh, that happened six months. The, pre the precedent of this is this. The teaching material, they had a very nice package for 1500 bucks. a bunch of old Cook's Digest, Pollock and Maitland, Shepherd's Touchstone. A lot of the old English stuff was all reproduced in really nice books. In fact, Daryl has got several copies of those, maybe multiples of some of them up there at the Patriot Library in Alabama Stan right now. And so they had sent them a whole package. We got a workbook. I still got my copy right over here to the right of me. And uh, with all the cases and the different sections of the code and what's important and all that stuff. And that was all included in the package. Well, they sent a copy of what they were teaching to the IRS up in Philadelphia.
That's the service center that deals with non-resident alien returns. And uh, they sent it to them. They said, listen, we're going to be going around the country and teaching this material. And uh, if any of your agents would like to show up, if they'll show us proper identification, we'll let them in the seminar and give them course materials for free. And the IRS wrote them back and said, well, gosh, how what a nice offer. We'll pass this on to the education department. And then six months later, the education department showed up. Uh, and they were educating them all right, okay? And so anyway, that's what happened. Now, the point of all that background story, just for your knowledge and total understanding, is that of those 1,200 students, I'm the only one that took this further. So the reason we're here today are because of odds and quirks in the road that I didn't get killed in that accident in Argentina. All those things lead us up to where we've got a firm grasp of the truth. We've got it illustrated. We've got it documented. And a whole bunch more people are looking for answers and asking questions. And we've got an excellent interview that explains it in far deeper detail and a very good document that covers all the high points and should leave. Anybody that's the right person for this, at the end of that, they're going to be reading questions. It's not a 10 or 15-page thesis. It's a two-page cover front and back high points document honed to a very fine edge so now we got a package let's use it okay it's, uh, it's many hands make for light work uh, unfortunately most of the people that just got exposed to this are still sitting there with their head spinning because as you know, you guys, we've been, look, we've been having months, years to acclimate our mind to this and regain that consciousness. They just got it in one fatal swoop. And it, it, it leaves your head spinning. Ding. Hello. Let me turn that thing down. There's a notifications. You can go in there and shut that off in Telegram, by the way, those of you that are on it. Complain about it, but you know I get <laughs> our little group over there's grown uh, pretty exponentially. And uh, when I talk to somebody, what do you what do you think? Well, the damn thing keeps me up all night. Well, there's a there's a notification thing in there. We can shut that down. Um, good little app, Telegram. I really like it. The more I'm on it, it has all these really neat little things you can do. I don't do them, but uh, it sure is a slick little app. Um, Yep, as we talked about, Elon Musk is committed to putting 1.5 bill. Okay, that's fifteen hundred million dollars into Bitcoin. Um, Joe and I were having a conversation on BitClub Network right before we started the show, and I just hope and pray we get those contracts back because I don't. I believe what they did to him was totally political. And as far as I know, there were no other charges added. It's still one count of wire fraud, and uh, we ought to get those back. Fingers crossed, please, big guy. Um, everything we were saying, though, a couple of years ago has turned out to be correct, hasn't it, Joe? About Bitcoin so and the whole cyber thing. Uh, yes. So, uh, hopefully some of us got little pieces and you know bits and nuggets and uh the altcoins that i took a shot at it looks like two of them are going to make it out of the three so that's not bad i'll take that horse race any day um 
Anybody got anything to add? Here we are, a number of people on the board who had real uh, – I've just felt – you know what, I, since Saturday, and then especially when I went back and re-listened to the show, I've just had a calm inside of me because I know that we're going to get some traction out of this. It's been real hard to get traction around here, and all of you that have tried to put this in front of people know what I'm talking about. Well, I think we can get some traction out of this. I think we're going to go, you know, all learning and all that kind of stuff takes the shape of plateaus. You know how when you're trying to learn something, a language or whatever it is, you'll make a really big increase in your understanding. And then you hit a plateau for a while and you're on a plateau and you feel I'm not making any progress. And it's right then when you are making progress and it all manifests in another upward plateau move. And I think that's where we are. So uh, it's gratifying for me with what I've put into this personally. And, uh, and I hope we have got some folks that, uh, have gotten a drink out of a fire hydrant. So, uh, anybody got anything to add? I'd, I'd love to hear from, from one of you guys. You know, nobody has anything to add guys. This isn't a monologue show. It's a discussion show. We're giving space to potential new callers. Well, we're waiting for them. I, you know, like I said, Jeff, you know, I, I know we've had years to acclimate ourselves to this. When one of those folks got the, you know, it's it it, it got the full load on Saturday. Mm-hmm. They're yep. they're still spinning. Now I have had a little bit of a conversation with that guy Mike that was the caller at the end. We've uh, shot a couple of emails back, and uh, he he sent me one. He said, "Here's here's a whole bunch of people you can send stuff to." And I said, "Man, you send it to them. I'll feed it to you, but it ain't my place to send these people unsolicited stuff." Exactly. Uh, I'm going to go back, and I was hoping, you know, and I know people are working or whatever. Uh, but uh, the other hot point now is going to be guns. I mean, whoever's at the head of any gun group ought to get a, a package of this information all over the country. How would you like to shed every ATF regulation in one fatal swoop? Mm-hmm. I, I would assume they'd be interested. But, you know, then it's funny. when In Deanna, when we were talking right before the show, it came up again during the conversation. And she said, I said, well, who do you think would be interested in this? She said, well, everybody. I said, oh, not so fast. It's going to shock you how many people for one reason or another because they're scared or because, uh, oh, God, I have to rearrange everything. Or, oh, no, that can't be right. Or, God, I, I kind of like those benefits, any of those reasons. There's going to be a lot of people who don't want to do this. But the good thing for us is we don't need a lot of people. Who are the ones that are really going to want to do this? God's people, A, and people that are industrious and have personal responsibility and want to go through life testing the animated game of freedom. Okay? Well, those are the people that are the mainstay of the tax base. It, it ain't the ones sitting on their fat asses that want to stay in the system. They're not maintaining the tax base too much. They're the recipes. Okay? So all you got to do is get a few of the right people, do the right thing, inform the IRS. They know what's going on when they get the one at the State Department. Okay? Inform the IRS on top of that. Pull yourself out of the system. And, all right, how's your little system running now? 
Well, it Roger. takes a little longer. Yeah, who wanted to say something? Please. Joe. Joe. So uh, will the Secretary of State uh, alert or tell the IRS then to refund all your previous paid-in income tax? Joe, what planet are you on? Well, I didn't know. <laughs> no, no. I got a little wishful thinking going on. You really do, man. Did you take something this morning in your cereal or something? That's a little wishful thinking there. I would imagine that they're going to do as little as they can do with it and try and isolate it. And that's why you guys have got to pick up the ball at that point and do all the noticing and stuff and take the game into your own hands because I guarantee you they ain't going to do it. Say so, Roger and Joe, uh, an interesting point that occurs to me that I've been dealing with myself is that whenever I got my finally got my card and my passport back from the Bureau of Consular Affairs, I'd sent them a rather uh, let's call it a little longer than necessary letter to explain some facts related to what we do here, and. It occurs to me that whenever the IRS does this frivolous filing penalty because you've had the audacity to inform them of facts, that they're actually engaging in a violation of Title 18 U.S.C., I believe it's uh, 1746, it might be 13, 1346, fraud, failing to provide honest services because they're trying to color the truth as falsity and charge you a fine for it. Chris, so they're not acting with good faith but showing bad faith. Let me tell you what's going on, Chris. Uh, that's pretty wordy for saying Jew thuggery. Let's just go <laughs> well, and say I, Jew. <laughs> what, yeah, well. What's going on is Jew thuggery. That's what they do. They walk in and try and intimidate you. Look at all the death threats to all the attorneys. Look at all the threats to everybody's lives in the last month we've heard about, et cetera, et cetera. I saw a video over the weekend of a gal in California they evidently did kill that was on our forum. Okay, but don't kid yourself. Here's what's happening is they've been caught absolutely red-handed, and that's the only reaction they can take because they don't have any other defenses. And I'm going to tell you exactly where it's the same thing, those bluff letters from the State Department. Same thing. Exactly. Okay. Well, so, what, who was the right, girl well, that got killed it, in California? Chris, hold it. You always get too wordy. Let's take something away from this, okay? Now we know they're stripped bare. Okay. Now, who has the advantage? We do. Now you take it and you and you weaponize it. It's just like I told said on the show, because now the playing fields uh, is level. And what do I mean by that? You got access to the common law. You didn't have it before. You filed the document. Now the level playing field is in front of us, just like last night. Okay. And now we can take those tools and those forward passes and we can weaponize them just like Tom Brady did, okay? And you do that by taking the basic formula of due process and putting every some bitch in that area that puts on a pair of pants or a dress in the morning and putting their butts on notice. Now it's weaponized. Now the burden shifts to them. You're the victor. Here's an interesting wrinkle we could add to that. Uh, yes, we're notifying the Secretary of State, but 
since nope. the Secretary of State and the DOJ and all these different agencies have basically fallen under the scope of the International Monetary Fund and supposedly the UN, maybe we might notify Inter- Interpol and the UN. Believe me, that central bureaucracy, the Secretary of State, if there's a question on you, they're going to check with them to see your status. I'm sure that when they got a, the, a profile in the back and the TSA guy at the airport checks it and comes, so where do you think that came from? It came from a central location. Okay. Believe, it does feed through the system, but to Joe's question, they're not going to go, oh, hey, hey, IRS over there, take old Joe off the list, would you? It's just like Cody. Or, you know, Cody hadn't been around a couple of weeks since everybody jumped on him that one day because of his thinking. Okay, and so uh, Cody here, he he knows all this. He's got money. They got money. Okay, he ain't starving. All right. And instead of applying for a new passport, he sends in a cold application and he goes, well, won't they? But won't they tell him over to passport place? No, we're talking legal persons here. The citizen of the United States is a legal person. He gets his due, his rights from the 14th Amendment, and that's where he owes his duties. You're now, when you make that application, you're a new legal person. You're a national. You get your rights from God and owe God your duties. Those are different legal persons. I mean, you know, oh, this is what I wanted to go into, Joe. You guys, it hit me last night. I think... I, 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 it's right in front of us as always. I think I can absolutely make the statement that the Civil War was fought to bring in these amendments. And what hit me was if it was fought f- to free the blacks, the 14th Amendment would say any person of the Afro American descent and naturalized, etc. It doesn't, it says any persons. They put that in there deliberately, phrased it exactly tightly and correctly so they could control the world with it 100 years later just like they're doing and been doing. In fact, that just civilist so-called war of northern aggression was brought in to enslave us all, all they call, claimed it was to free the blacks. Well, there's no question. They're slick at this slaving stuff. They created a secondary status and eventually over time with conditioning moved everybody into it. Uh, and, I, and I'm thinking, you know, the back then when they said the word citizen of the United States, there wasn't any doubt of who was one and who wasn't because they were different, different skin hue. Okay. I mean, they said, well, you're one of the new federal citizens. Well, it, we know in the 1870s from the case Elk v. Wilkins. Well, the Indian Elk walked in from the reservation. He wanted to vote in the new election because he's a new citizen of the United States. Wilkins says, no, you're an Indian. Go home. Election day comes. He goes, well, hell, I'm going to go vote. Goes and tries to vote. Wilkins is head of the polls. He said, no, I told you no once. I'm telling you no twice. Back to the reservation. Supreme Court decides you can't be a 14th Amendment citizen. Well, he wasn't white. He was Indian on the reservation. Elk was a sovereign. That was in the 1870s. 
he was clearly recognizable. And if you ever do spend the time to go back and read the bullet points or some of the highlights and excerpts out of the slaughterhouse cases, I mean, they just tell, you know, because that was immediately after it. So whatever the observations were, were those of the day. And, uh, of course, that went on to form the Jim Crow laws until it was altered, not changed. It was set in stone with Plessy in 1994, and then a couple of years later in Elk versus Wilkins, the superstructure was widened. It wasn't for blacks anymore. It was now for Chinese, Wong Kim Ark, Mexicans, Indians, or whatever. So, And eventually, you... So, anyway, that's the history. You can go back and read it. now. It, but, you see, if you don't know what you're looking for, you can read that and not firmly get it. That's the advantage we've got is we know it's the feudal system and what we're looking for. That's the only reason that warning box label stood out to me. When I read it the very first time there, went reluctantly to the post office, picked up a, or the new and the renewal app, took them home, put my feet up on the desk, said, well, I guess I got to read this crap if I'm going to Argentina. And there on the front page at the very top is what the, I've been looking for for 15 years. Now, I'm telling you, that's true. But how many other people had read the passport application with it right there at the front page and go, oh, God, I don't know what all that means, but damn, look, they're going to hit me with all that stuff. So anyway, it was a very, very good overall show, I felt, uh, there with Deanna, I think between the document, which, man, I've put countless hours into, and that show, which I'd put countless hours of my life into to be able to pull that off, and the effect that it's going to have as we go forward, I think we're about to get some traction. I'm going to go today and send resend to the email addresses I have. And you know what? I could go back to all those contacts and uh, um, drop the uh, a copy a recording. They hadn't responded to what I put in there so far. Probably people are busy, don't have time to look at it. I don't know. Goes over their head when they look at it, don't know. But I can at least follow up and send them a, a copy of the interview with Deanna. And then I figure we've got email addresses for True News and Bix Weir. And uh, uh, I could send it again to Mike Adams, but I, I, I probably will. But... Uh, Anyway, so we've got some tools to follow up with, and we'll see where it goes. And I'm optimistic, more so than normal, over a lot of years, because uh, I know this is a this is a, you just got to find the right person up to now. The good news is there's a lot of right persons that weren't there before now. Now, can I bring in a little news blurb again? Well, I wish you would. Well, down in Arizona. Mr. Finnicum, the state representative, was on uh, Steve Bannon's show earlier today, and it appears that the insanity is reigning supreme because the Board of Commissioners ours, down in Maricopa County is now trying to seek injunctive relief from a court that they first claimed the court didn't have any authority to hear and rule over them, it appears the created is trying to assume a position 
greater than the creator. Well, that's not. And the so the state. I believe you're talking about the board of elections. Okay. Well, it was the county board of supervisors that is in charge of that county board of elections. And yes, they were talking about having the legislators sergeant at arms come down and arrest them for not complying with the subpoena to grant access and to be able to discover uh, the crazy machines well, yeah. down there, the Dominion machines that they used in that County specifically, where it has about 80% of the population centered in Arizona. What they're trying to cover is their own culpability and guilt, okay? And it's obvious from the start and through every move, every evasive crap, because it's just like you say, they're the created, telling the creator that they don't have any right to do what they're And that's essentially the very same thing that they're doing with this perpetual impeachment hoax in the House because the criminals, the Pelosi's, the Schumer's, and the Feinstein's, and uh, the whole entourage of both sides of the the political parties are absolutely criminals, and they're trying to protect themselves from being discovered, and the Hunter Biden laptop and the Burisma and the governor of Moscow and all this other stuff all throws into the complete corruption. You're being very redundant. Everybody here within earshot here knows that. So get it off your chest, but uh, everybody knows what's going on, and that's our advantage is a whole lot more people know or at least willing to ask questions about what's going on than weren't there before. I want to find out. Let me take a poll here. Is there anybody new that is here today from the appearance with Deanna that's got any questions or anything that we could help you with understanding? Because this is the forum to dig deep. Now, what all these people want to do is ask me this stuff in an email. Okay. <laughs> oh, what happens there? What happens there? I said, listen, I, I, I just can't do that. You know, that's what this program's for. And. Uh, that it will address your questions. You can get my answer. You can get all these other guys' answers and take on it if they got a little different perspective. And that's the way you get those things cleared in your mind. So if you are one of those persons, please come forward and say, hello. None of them. But well, I'll tell you what, y'all are a pretty dead group. Um, Roger. Yes. Um, <clears throat> was the uh, clause, the phrase, phraseology, separate but equal was that brought into the slaughterhouse cases no that was from plessy versus ferguson okay that was the confirmation of the jim crow laws and uh, now we uh, you know is in doing some of this reading late lately and reading a little bit about john harlan and okay. it was uh, the Wikipedia entry was going over, and he wrote the dissent in Plessy v. Ferguson. I mentioned it last week, and I'd like to go back and read what he wrote, okay? But now he came from a very Aristotle, Arist, Arist, I can't even say the word, a, a very aristocrat fam, family that were pretty big slave owners. So uh, he... I don't know. I don't know. It'd just be an interesting descent to read. Plessy versus Ferguson uh, uh, confirmed the Jim Crow laws at the time, and remember, it even really defined them because Plessy was one tenth black. That amount of Negro blood was that fine a line. Okay, pretty right. incredible right. when you think about it. Okay, and. 
And then just four years later, they changed that with Wong Kim Ark. And again, I find out from reading that he also joined Fuller in the descent on Wong Kim Ark. And that's the only place I've seen in any court where these guys who Fuller wrote it, I think, that they knew that this was the feudal system. Fuller nailed it in that descent. And I think the reason I did some research on Fuller, he was from Maine, ended up in Chicago, and he was a real estate attorney. And I'm sure because he was a real estate attorney, he'd been uh, uh, exposed to those concepts and saw it in the 14th Amendment and wrote it in that descent. That's just my supposition. Okay. But important cases, there's four or five of them. You can always, Slaughterhouse, always remember, Joe Slaughterhouse is number one. It was the benchmark landmark decision on the new 14th Amendment. That's why everything that they observed and commented on in there is so important. Because it's like they say, this is a recent memory. Okay? Everybody knows. Everybody knows that before this travesty that in dc or the territories if you were born and raised in dc you not only were not a citizen of the united states but you were incapable of becoming one in any effort you could take and that it brings up the dred scott decision in the recent dred scott decision yada 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 and to fulfill that vacancy there the only thing that could change that situation that people born and raised in the territories could not be citizens of the nation because before that you had to be a state citizen to be one. Okay? That the only thing that could remedy the situation was a passage of an amendment to the Constitution. There's the 14th Amendment. Bam. That's all in the slaughterhouse cases, and they comment on it. You know, They even say when they're talking about that, it says it's been of great discussion in the media, in the public journals, in the halls of Congress. So it was a topic that a lot of people that lived in the lawmaking area were talking about publicly and of much discussion. Uh, what, now the question is, who started that discussion? Who's starting the discussion that D.C. now needs to be a state, which is absolutely, totally, 100% ridiculous? Oh, there's 700,000 people that live here. Well, if they, if they want to get in a state, tell them to move their asses out. Okay. Uh, if not, you live there. That's the system. The federal government area cannot be a state. Correct. They can have jurisdiction, mm-hmm. but they can't be a state. It's just like Trump can't get impeached. He's out of office, and A, and he didn't do anything, B. It was all a false flag. We all know that. I could see it the day it happened, looking at these guys in black with their helmets on, breaking in a side window of the of the Capitol and, you know, throwing stuff in and getting in there. Well, that wasn't p- p- Patriot people. Come on. Right. You could see by their dress, the one shot where they had the bicycle racks and people were on the other side. And the cops go up, open the racks, and at the end, this little short... Kind of, you only saw the back of him, but he had a green coat on, and he's waving his hands. He walks into the camera waving his hands. Come on, come on. Well, that was operative. Come on. Yep. Well, if you can't see that, you're, you, don't, you don't know what's – you're not asking enough questions. 
<laughs> and that's what that document was designed to do. It was designed to put those hard-hitting facts and those points in front of Deanna and make you start asking questions and look deeper. There ain't no way, as you guys know, no way of a snowball's chance in hell that you're going to cover this whole thing in three hours with Deanna Spingola with, with commercials and breaks. Step into my trap, said the spider to the fly. That was an old <laughs> Rolling Stones song, the spider and the fly. I liked it. Uh, so anyway, that's what we got. We got the trap set. Some of these people that are looking for truth were right here live and in livid color to give it to you, point blank. What about the driver's license? What about the IRS issue? Oh, what about my pension? And, of course, recently we've gotten an answer to you know, there were some sticky areas, shades of gray areas. I, you didn't have a definitive answer. Well, on the I work for a corporation and can't afford to get away my job, we got the answer to that now. Josh Wallbuilder gave it to us a couple of weeks ago. Uh, what is it? No thanks, IRS. No thanks, IRS. org. And there's a guy for 10 years. He's made a business out of it. He's going to charge you. He won't talk to you. You only communicate through email. His name, I think, is David. And he's figured out a way that when John and Glenn were applying for those NRs and the back date, they, they got popped. And this guy's found a way to navigate that. He's been doing it successfully for people for 10 years. You sign a contract with him. You send him an affidavit, the way I understand it, to give him specific power of attorney to sign your 1040 form. And he does everything for you and sends it in. You get all your money back. You don't have to fight the corporation. And believe me, as I've said so many times, no company, no corporation is going to fight your IRS battle for you. They're as scared. They're more scared of them than you are. So pretty easy. We got a remedy for those bloodsuckers now. File the affidavit with the Secretary of State. Give them a cover letter. Hold top part of the page this is legal lawful notice not a filing bam tell them to put it in your administrative file thank you very much i plan to pay every 877 and 871b tax that i ever owe thank you boom oh this is good saw a, a little clip of a of a uh, another one of these irs horror stories out of denver and a guy filed his taxes, and paid the bill he owed last September. But the IRS has been severely hampered with COVID, and so they're three months behind on opening their mail. And so the guy pays his bill with a check, and then unbeknownst to him, they don't get it and cash it. So here it is all these months later, they finally catch it, cash it. He then doesn't have enough money in his account and it bounces and the IRS threatening letters to come take stuff. Say, Roger, that's kind of a curious uh, little nuance to this whole scenario. It seems like the powers that be, the individuals representing Satan and others, are trying to pretend that this COVID hoax is a pretextual basis to suspend all the laws for this I mean, uh, false pandemic. Uh, it makes no sense. How can you wipe out all the laws for foreign crap coming from who and uh, others? That, uh, Chris, 
preposterously presume that this is real when it's false in the basis. Does somebody have a copy, if you got it somewhere, of that opening ceremonies of the 2012 London Olympics? Does anybody anywhere know they can put their hands on that thing? Because it's been absolutely scrubbed everywhere, to my knowledge. Uh, 2012, Chris, they told you right there in the opening ceremony, told everybody in the world, just like they always do. Okay. Uh, this has been planned. Uh, the, the one thing that they must have been gleeful about was that they could apply it and try and uh, uh, against Trump during the election and leading up to. And this institutes their whole world game. And that's what I've been saying since about a year ago is that they're going for the, for the gold ring here. They have to go for the end. What's the, all the evidence? What's the biggest indicator I see? Period of escalating violence. They don't do that until they're going to try and go into the takeover. How, why would you have all these Soros DAs that won't let – you know what they're doing? They're taking some of these heinous uh, murders and, and, and rapists and stuff in L.A., Chris, that new uh, DA out there. Oh, LA. yeah, release them. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. When they're bringing them up for trial on, like, possible parole and stuff. And he won't allow any government attorneys in the room. And when they had the families can come in and they got to face that some bitch without anybody else in there. And then they're releasing them. All the, all these criminals are releasing back out on the streets. I mean, you know, 150,000 of them in California, I think was what I heard. I mean, come on, that ain't chopped chicken liver. Okay. This is being done. All the Kamala Harris with the bail bond thing. Oh, all these guys that, uh, you've committed all these crimes. We'll just bail you out. Well, they're out there murdering people and stuff now. Okay. They were out on a Kama bond. All right. This is period of escalating violence. How all of a sudden they're beating the drum on getting the guns. And we heard at least one time a Supreme Court Justice Sotomayor, I think the commie bitch, uh, come out and say we need to get rid of the death penalty. Those are the signs to go into the fourth stage of takeover. This is the period of escalating violence. What do we know from that? They're going for the gold ring, man. I mean, that's why you're seeing all this stuff at the levels you're seeing it. And you're seeing it, and it's not really taking hold for them. Oh, they're getting a little traction, but it, it ain't accomplishing what they're wanting to accomplish. They're failing. That fourth stage is the Great Reset they it, talk it's about. The great, well, uh, it's the, it ain't, they didn't call build it Build it bigger reset. and better. They, they didn't call it the Great Reset. They called it the takeover. But, yes, you're right. You know, what did Charles Schwab or Schwab over there say? Well, after the reset, we're going to have to be in a period of sustainability for a while. Yeah. Well, those of us who have done things like buy Bitcoin and gold and silver and had it stashed back for many years because we knew this was coming, well, we won't be as affected as the poor, normal people out there. And many of them, let's face it, are going to be taken out of the gene pool. And that may be a good thing, may be a bad thing. I don't know. I'll let you be the judge, but I'm going to make that statement. Well, uh, you know, Psychopaths first. If this COVID stuff was so terrible, how come it ain't swept through the homeless communities? That are all the tent cities everywhere. Huh? It's a scam. 
It, the, the, the lethality of it is less than the flu. You can do prophylactic stuff uh, to protect yourself from it. There's some chi if you get it. You got uh, things like hydrochloroquine and Invectin, just, you know, cheap stuff that you get rid of it with. And so uh, it's another scam. It's another one of their scams. Um, I think they fall in their face. I, I kind of see a little bit of that now. We'll see as we go forward. They got them absolutely dead cold the rights in, in, in the election fraud. I, I finally, Friday afternoon, got a chance, and I sat down and watched the entire uh, Mike uh, Lindell thing. It, a lot of stuff we've seen before. Okay, But that one section towards the end where they got thousands and thousands and thousands of pages of those, every transaction, every time a foreign computer touched with a, with a domestic computer, what the IP addresses are, how much information was exchanged, what information was exchanged. They got all that. They got them nailed. How they breached it. Did they have the credentials or did they do a firewall bust? Uh, all that stuff right there, line by line, absolute 100% proof. No wiggle room. It's like our material. You get this presented to the son of a bitches, they got no wiggle room. I am going to cough. And since none of you guys want to say anything, there's dead air. So it's a day-by-day -day thing. See what's going to happen. Are we going to have a military coup? I kind of feel like we're going to, but don't know. Um, we shall see. All I know is one thing we can do collectively is to educate ourselves and help educate our fellow countrymen. You see, the burden that was on me for a long time is now on you guys. And that burden is the only way I can protect my liberty is to help you protect yours. So I'm helping you protect yours. You guys got to go out and find somebody else's to protect. Here, here. Uh, it's important to know that we are actually in a coup d'etat, an actual war, but it's an amorphic, amorphous fourth gen. It's a type of war that most people don't cognize as war, and that's Harriet Tubman, uh, freeing a thousand. If they'd known they were slaves, they could have freed thousands more. But we are at war right now, whether people will want to admit it, know it, or cognize it either way. Well, with that, the war was declared on March the 9th of 1933 when they took the 1917 Trading with the Enemies Act. This is all in Gene Schroeder's research and changed one thing from Germans to citizens of the United States. It's been an emergency. It's my understanding that those things have a time limit, seven years, and then what they do is just renew it with another emergency. Boom, boom, boom. No matter what they color it, it's a continuation of that one since 33 is my guess. Educated. Yes, it is. So I wish we would have had time with Deanna to get into those that didn't understand. We touched on it a little bit, didn't define it anywhere near enough. It's one of those dig-down topics. If you still have trouble understanding this, go focus on the administrative state. Where did it come from? When did it start? How has it grown like mushrooms in the cow field? What is their rule book? When was it passed? What were the circumstances? All that kind of stuff, and you'll get a pretty good idea that that's the action arm. That's the muscle of these guys because it grew up after they pulled the scam. Why do they have bureaucratic agencies? So they can write man-made laws for the new class of serfs that they now have jurisdiction over.
And that's what's called, that's why you don't have access to law. You know, they say, well, I don't have access to law. There is no law. Well, they're right. There's public policy. It's man-made laws. It's no God's made laws. And that's where all these people are tripping up. And the people that you see, I brought it up on Deanna on the interview. I mean, and it's once you are fine-tuned in your thinking like we are here, I hope you are out there listening. If you're not yet, work at it. You'll get that way. When you see the attorneys like Lynn Wood, who I just absolutely uh, uh, respect and just have a man crush on, Sidney Powell with all of her federal experience, and you see these very exceptional attorneys and individuals get up and say, they can't take my constitutional rights. Well, they're right. They can't take them away from it, but you can give them back. And thanks to Alan, we learned that. I wish I'd have brought that up, Alan, and thought about it, but my computer, big computer was down where that page is you turned us on to, uh, that Jew. And for those of you who might not heard this, I could probably go get the case style, but it's a weird name. And the, I believe the, uh, uh, the the mover had a weird he was a polish jew and thanks to alan recognizing it the defendant was uh, dean rusk who's a georgia boy i've been in his office there in the richard b russell federal building uh big uh big participant versus rusk yeah they even got a building over there named for him over there in athens at the university of georgia i believe uh secretary of state back under don't remember who but very influential mover and shaker, and he was the defendant in this case. The guy was a, a Polish Jew, moved to the U.S., naturalized. So therefore, he's under the 14th Amendment, and then he broke the law and voted in an Israeli election. If you're a citizen of the United States, you can't vote in foreign elections, evidently. Or you couldn't Destroy up, him. Couldn't up to this time. Okay, And so the case went all the way to the Supreme Court. They wanted to take away his, his citizenship is naturalized that he volunteered into citizenship. And the Supreme Court says, we can't take away, and they don't tell you really why, they can't take away his voluntary rights. He's got to volunteer out to give them away. And same with you. You can volunteer out. It's an interesting way of looking at this situation, that case, because you look at it from a different perspective. Why can't they take away his rights? Because they were voluntary. They did. I mean, and tr with him, it truly was voluntary. He moved to the country and went through the naturalization process. So now he's got these voluntary uh, servitude rights, and because they're voluntary, they can't take them away from him because your base right is every man has the personal right of political self-determination. He did it. He got these voluntary rights that they don't understand the context with that they can't take away. The only way he can get rid of them is to give them away. Interesting. Thank you, Alan. Another example. I, of course, didn't get to bring that into the talk with Deanna. Uh, but uh, hopefully some of those people will start sniffing around here. If they are working and can't participate with us, they can certainly listen to the replays. And I neglect to say that one of the things I do every day here uh, is to reload this, and it replays again at night. We replay the, and I'll be darned if I know what the time is in which time zone. I think it's 9 to 11 Eastern. So should you miss it during the day, you can catch it there. Usually by the time it replays there, I've gotten it up on CastBox. Uh, and you've got that access too. All that information was at the bottom of the page. 
and we'll see as the days go by how many people this sticks with. I got a feeling that church people uh, and uh, is going to get in some of those circles. I would especially expect it to get into gun folks' circles. And if you know people that are involved in some organized gun movement, please get them the information. Please. They're one of the real ripe, fertile target grounds right now. What? You mean none of that stuff they're passing applies to me anymore? Yes, sir. That's correct. And I can show you because you can go to the front of 27 CFR and their jurisdictional statement's going to be right there and it's going to be residence. And if you're not one of those under the scope and purview of the 14th Amendment, if you're not one of those, it's hands off. Now you may, they, they, it, I think I told you guys this story. But this was maybe three years ago. I think it was after I got to Ecuador. I get an email from a Patriot guy. I was familiar with his name. I won't give it out here. We weren't bosom buddies or anything. I just seen his name. He goes, listen, I moved from Florida up here to Indiana, I think. And he said, he got in some kind of a kerfuffle with the U.S. attorney up there. And he said, they're accusing me of being a sovereign citizen and all this stuff. What do I do? And we just write a, submit an affidavit to the Secretary of State. Tell them you're not a sovereign citizen. You're a U.S. national. Never heard another word. We got a weaponized notice. That's that's the one element of this, and you do not send it to the, your state secretary of state. He now is a desk jockey, jockey for the corporate subdivision, and what he does is issue business licenses, incorporates corporations, all that kind of stuff. He doesn't have anything to do with this status thing. That's all been moved to D.C., to the Secretary of State because the Secretary of State issues passports. And to issue a passport, he's got to know who you are, which legal person you are. That's why he's got all that ultimate responsibility. But then you've got to put them on notice. So you, if you really want to thoroughly do this like Jeff did, hats off to you, Jeff. Jeff takes the initiative and does a lot of this stuff. You notify, put on notice with, you know, bold letters at the top, notice to the principals, notice to the agent. Notice to the agents, notice to the principal, and you send him that little cover letter, and you copy your local district attorney, your local chief police, if you got one, your local sheriff, and you should be covered. You've weaponized your position now. Even if you get stopped with a traffic ticket, you may have something you'd like to write up that should you get Stop for a traffic ticket. When you sign the ticket, you give the officer and say, please deliver this with the ticket. What happens? The officer goes back to the police station. He turns <coughs> the ticket in. The ticket eventually goes up to the guy that's going to docket these types of cases for court. And he's got your notice. That's in his file. You've also maybe possibly given him something with the ticket that identifies that situation. He's going to look at that. I, if he dockets it, he's putting himself in personal liability. You think he's going to docket it? Not likely. Okay. All right, so if you learn the information, get a little bit empowered enough to take action, want to solidify your position, then these are the things you do. Okay, and I doubt that you're ever going to have any problems. 
Now they got a problem, and the problem is people are finding out about this and sending stuff in and probably fixing to be a whole bunch more, okay? So what are you going to think the IRS is going to do when it may take them six months or more to catch up on the backlog of mail? And we got filing season right around the corner. That's right. We haven't even mentioned it, but we are about 30 days into that wonderful time of year referred to as tax season. We don't care about it too much around here normally. Unless you're already in something with them. If you're already in something with them, this does not get you out. Don't get your hopes up. These are bloodthirsty bastards that want to suck your essence. And if they've already got you in a pre-contractual position that's ongoing, the chances of you getting out of that are slim and none. They always like to take a chunk of your ass on the way out the door, if they can. But... From that point on, it's a clean slate. And even now, if you work for a corporation or somebody that doesn't want to have to fool with your IRS battle, go ahead and change your, uh, what do they call that, your dependents to nine. Get the Or if you can just keep it a one, you're going to get all the money back, evidently, if this guy's thing works and it's worked for 10 years, so I'm assuming it does. You just get it delayed. It might be inflated a little bit. Or you could change the uh, with withholding uh, amounts and get more on a regular payday basis. So anyway, just a few things that flow through my mind. It has no effect. If any of you folks from Deanna are listening, I got an email. Does this affect my Social Security? No. Because anybody in the entire world can apply to Social Security, contract with them, give them a little bit out of their paycheck every week, let them steal 90% and give it back to you in your old age. Anybody in the world can do that. So there's no nexus in the Social Security number. And yes, when you file, you have to apply for your Social Security. I don't like to call them benefits. They do. When you apply to start your account to collect on that stuff, give them your affidavit. They won't say anything. They can't. But it clearly denotes your status. Have a, you know, uh, I'm particularly pleased with that one sentence. And the reason I harped on that with Deanna is there's got to be some kind of satisfaction in us finding their rebuttal sentence and shoving it back up their barracks bag. There's a little bit of... There's a little bit of irony in that to let them know that we're on to them, and now we know what to do, and we found your little secret, Mr. Ferrisite, and now we're exercising our option. See ya. We really know who your sorry ass is now. We know how totally fake and fraud you are by having to use something like this to control the world, you little fakesters. See, it's... It, the knowledge in filing that document does all that. It does it silently. They'll never confute, refute it. They'll never rebut it. They stand there naked and mute. And that's a good place to have a Pharisite Jew, naked and mute. Except the naked part, you got to look at the ugly piece of crap. Okay, And now he's really ugly. So that's our advantage. Feel empowered, folks. We got a tremendous package. We got a very, very detailed, I think, basic interview uh, that's done that anybody that's supposed to know this will pretty much get it by listen, the end of listening to that interview is my feeling. Does anybody uh, debate that? 
You guys are a quiet bunch today. Look, I'm having to pry something out of you. Roger. Joe. <clears throat> yes, earlier we, um, you, we were talking about slaughterhouse cases and when all this uh, separate but equal was, and then you uh, talked about a group of people or an entity that wasn't allowed to be a citizen or a sovereign or something, and I, well, I just have There you go. Okay, told- well, look, good. Then, and I'm glad you brought that up because it triggered something I want to say. Go into YouTube, and in the search bar, put American Samoa. Okay. American Samoa is a really nice place. Okay. Right. And there's another, there's one I found, a guy that does, uh, has a channel, and he says, I, I'm, I do a thing, seven interesting facts from every country in the world. And his was a down about four or five down on my request. And that's got some very, you know, interesting things that they're con- Well, I don't know why American Samoa is so different, but it is. It's unincorporated and this, that, and the other. And then there's another one right at the top that I watched that's an American couple that relocated to American Samoa. And they have one that's the 10 things we wish we would have known before we moved to American Samoa. And they've got some, I didn't, I I watched, uh, and then I I darted through it. And it's very interesting. It's a pretty nice place to live. And American Samoans got all these freedoms, man. They can exercise their their heritage. They can have religious ceremonies daily in the parks. What's the, here's a good trivia question for you. What's the capital of American Samoa? Don't go look. Uh, I don't know. Anybody know? It's not Washington, D.C. No, it's not. No, this is their capital on the island. It's a little bitty part. There's a couple of different municipalities that when they got a flat spot and there's no mountain, they can build a community. And this is one of them, and this is considered the capital because it's where the courthouse is and everything. Ponga, ponga. Ponga, ponga. Ponga, ponga. American Samoa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so if you don't know, and you covered, they have a they have a cultural thing that they adhere to called Faham Samoan, and that's the whole heritage of their uh, a tribe and their island. They're very patriotic. They have the highest enrollment in the military of any territory or state in the union. Oh yeah. Okay, and so they're highly patriotic. There's two tuna processing companies that processed tuna there obviously down the pacific pretty good tuna fishing and uh it's uh uh, has its own unincorporated deal where they get to have their own culture and there the people own their land they've all got a loyal title to the land and whoever owns is the biggest landowner it determines on how they sit in the legislature so they see see uh, all of the attributes of the old state citizen they left totally intact in American Samoa so they could hide the newly changed state citizen to national behind them and stick that qualifier in there, non-citizen, to not only accurately identify the political status of the American Samoans, but also so they could pull an equivocation on you and hide it behind them. This is nothing more than the Jew magician being revealed for his tricks. This is how David Copperfield made the Statue of Liberty disappear. Hmm. Okay. 
This is how they made that plane go away. It's all magic. And it's always right in front of you, surrounded by all, oh, you're too stupid to be able to figure this out. Ooh, look what he did. All of that, it's surrounded by all the smoke and mirrors, and it's right in front of you. And they do it every damn time. Right in front of you, all persons born. Three words that control the world. First three you know, words Roger, in the Fourteenth Amendment, that entire piece of legislation. The first three words control the world. How slick is that? And those three words are all persons born. All persons born. Got it. Why? Why is that, Joe? Do you have why? Because it doesn't make make any difference. You know it, but if you don't know why, you don't understand it. The reason is because the feudal system is the only legal system in the history of the planet where they had political status assigned at birth. Through the parents. No, at birth, where you're born. That's birthright citizenship. They assigned your political status. Your parents were serfs also at that point. And they assigned you, because of that fact, the presumption of law that's based on fraud, that you're born into this system. It's the only system of law where that's ever happened. So therefore, and if you think about it, it's a really critical element to the feudal system because that's what allowed the feudal system to perpetuate itself. Okay, Joe, you're a farmer. you got some cows out there. If they're not having calves and stuff, does your farm do very well in the future? Okay. Does the grass get mowed there? Or you got to go out and do it with a bush hog? All right. Okay. It perpetuated the system. Therefore, when they got that key element of the body of law in, well, we'll just get the whole rest of it in there, too. We just won't tell them. We'll hide it. Is that John Kacerab that's joined us? Yes, sir. It is. It is. I want to publicly thank you for all your help. Well, it's getting better, buddy, because I'm going to give you a report about what happened in my meeting yesterday. Okay, please. Well, I, I previously, the week before, had uh, your, your basic template, you know, when I handed some things out there, and I people didn't refuse them. Of course, this is an active group, so they're not going to re- really refuse anything. But this time, I we were having a firearms instructor, and there were a lot more people today. And... Um, so I got there pretty early, and I was pretty surprised because there wasn't anybody there on time at 2 o'clock. They all came rolling in about 3. I mean, I didn't get out of there till dark, but I had to sit and listen to the general presentation, and then we had the firearms instructor, who was a very interesting lady. Um, that lady could hit uh, amazing things at 1,000 yards with, with a rifle. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Anyway, she was very entertaining, and I, and I learned a lot. But I'll tell you what. Well, and then and also then there was another conversation with Yvette Chambers, and uh, Yvette Chambers is the great gal that's been running around helping everybody file affidavits to the sheriff and all this stuff, complaining about the business closures and the police officers hassling business owners and things like that. And throughout all of these conversations with all of these people, they're all talking about the constitutional rights and by God, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to file this affidavit and I'm going to file that, but they're not getting any response from anybody. And um, some other people that were there uh, were some of the particulars. I don't know the personalities of all these people, but there was a lady there who had a couple of young children and turned out that she was uh, a Mexican uh, 
uh, immigrant uh, here on a green card, married to the guy that first started the IRAs and the 401ks accepting Bitcoins. And um, I handed her one of those. I didn't know anything about her at the time, but a little while later when I, got, I stood up and was standing out there listening a little bit because I got tired of sitting on solid cement, <laughs> I take a cushion with me. You know, I don't have any buns anymore. But but anyway, um, she walks over and she says, you know, is this common law? I said, uh, yeah. And she says, you know a little about common law? I says, yeah. So she starts telling me her story about trying to come into the country and uh, having to deal with her kids who were U.S. citizens who could go back and forth across the border. So that was an interesting discussion, which I just tabled, and we got into a few things. But um, finally, towards the end of the meeting, then things were breaking up and people were milling around, and I just walked to each person. I started to hand them the, the document. And before I could even do that, there was a fellow sitting across from me that saw the title, Getting Out of the Matrix, and he says, can I have one of those? Can I have one of those? I said, sure, here, take it. You know, and he started reading it judiciously, and then I got up and I saw a guy next to me, and I handed him one, and he took it. And then I saw a couple of gals talking, and I walked over to them and said, let me hand you this. And I handed them papers and explained that this was a way to they could uh, kind of get their freedom, and they could understand a little bit more about what was going on. Oh, they got really excited and took the conversation away from me. Oh, yeah, we're really interested in this stuff. We want to learn the truth. We want to know exactly what we can do to solve this problem. And so I, I made a few minor comments about the fact that they would be able to, you know, be back on the land jurisdiction in, in the United States. And, and they said, oh, yeah, we've heard something about that. Yeah, yeah, we want to know about that. So that would tell them about where to go to get Deanna's three-hour audio. And then uh, finally I got to meet with um, uh, this uh, firearms instructor who came over. And um, I handed her one of the papers and started explaining what this was all about. And she got very interested in it when I started talking about not having to do all these gun rights because they kept talking about what was legal, what wasn't legal. You could, you could carry this, you couldn't carry that. You carry this this way, you couldn't carry this that way. You had the, all these freaking rules that you got to go by. Interestingly enough, there was another lady there who was very vocal uh, about all their rights and has all this patriot. Uh, they're all full of the patriot garbage. Okay, I mean that's just that's pervasive everywhere. Yeah, uh, and so you you hear all that stuff coming out of them, and you understand that man, these guys are you know they're they're full of fire and they want to make a change, but they're going to get knocked down so hard. Yep. So anyway, she she brought an L.A. police officer with her, and uh, I guess they're pretty good friends. Anyway, he. Uh, massive guy man i mean jeez he's way up there i'm looking up at him i'm actually having to really tilt back to look up at him a little bit turns out that he's a firearms instructor uh he works uh, on when he's not being a police officer he works in a gun store and sells guns and tells people you know how to trains people things like that so he, he kind of pretty much was open to all this stuff because he and the firearms instructor were talking back and forth about stuff and it was it was a pretty good little meeting but um as I tried to give them the paperwork and kind of explain a little bit about it, uh, the, the lady there kept interjecting, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's because uh, we're under the corporation, we're under the United States. Nope. You know, and I, and <laughs> so I had, I had to tone her down four or five times. I said, wait a minute, just slow down, slow down. Don't worry about all that stuff. Let's just talk about a couple items here. And so what I found was is that when I started to talk to them about freedom and stuff like that, um, I, I, I use one of Roger's phrases. I says, listen, this is all about freedom. I, and I said, would you agree with me that there are only two statuses? You're either free or you're a slave. Would you agree with that? 
yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. And I says, well, you understand that this that freedom is Satan's plans, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and I want freedom. I want God's plans. So, so um, from there, I just simply go down the page a little bit, and I point to the this questions on, on are you a U.S. citizen, you know, or a resident? And then I, I show them the rephrasing of the of the questions. but And, and that's, that's about it. At that point, they're beginning to get interested and take it away from you. And then all I tell them that they have to do is listen to the radio show. They start asking me lots of questions. And I say, look, I'm here just to give you the information. There's a show that, that Roger did with Deanna Spengel. It's three hours long. If you just send me an email, I will send you that show. And you sit down with this paper and you, you, know, you can start and stop it. So that means you can start and take 15, 20 minutes and start to listen. I says, but I'm going to warn you right now. You start listening to that show with this piece of paper in front of you, you're going to be there. You're going to finish that three hours, and it's going to go by so fast, it's going to amaze you. Because you're going to be hearing the truth you've never heard. And the police officer began to question me about being a sovereign citizen. <laughs> I wondered when that was going to come up. And uh, I, I said, no, this is none of that crap. I, I said, do you have a passport? He says, yeah, I do. I said, do you remember seeing something on your passport that said United States, U.S. citizens slash nationals? Yeah. I said, this is about being a national. Did you know that that national was not the same status as a U.S. citizen? No, I didn't know that. I says, that's what we're talking about here, and that's what they stole from you. He got very interested at that point. Good, John. Good work, man. It sounds like you covered a lot of key key connections in a, in a meeting place. And for everybody else, it's a great idea. Find out where there's so, a meeting, go, and start handing the document out. That's why it's printed in two pages. So then uh, I keep getting bugged about they want me to do a class on the document. <laughs> so I keep putting them off about that. Because, um, you know, Rod, you know it inside and out, and I don't. I'm busy doing lots of other things. I mean, we're we're still out there. Cassie and I have ran into this fantastic program called Super One. It's, uh, our partners are Google, uh, Apple, and a fantasy company. These guys aren't going anywhere. This is a worldwide publicly thing. And because have you seen the price of Bitcoin today? Yep, I saw what happened. Elon Musk. Forty-four. Well, he put a billion and a half into it, committed to publicly. Yeah, and if you've been listening to Michael Saylor, I mean, the, the amount of people that came to his conference of uh, corporate CEOs to attend the conference to find out what he did yeah. is amazing. Well, Hundreds of people. There are going to be a bunch anyway, of them jumping into the pool after that Musk allowance. Uh, the were they were teetering on the board. They're going to jump in the pool now. Oh, there's no question. But let me tell you what I figured out to do here for a class. And anybody can do what I'm going to tell you how to do. Your computer or your phone is the most powerful thing in your hand with this document. Because you can put Deanna's show, what Roger did, on your phone. And you can put it on your computer. And you can take your Bluetooth speaker to a meeting. And you can hand out the form. And you can turn it on and let the Bluetooth speaker and let Roger talk to him right there. And yeah, that's you what know, I'm really, doing. we got down to about right into the second page in the Spingola. We didn't cover any of the last, the biblical tie-ins or pretty much any of the others. And uh, the like you with your people there this weekend, when the key thing is to ask them those questions and then rephrase them. And that's when I'm, I'm going to tell you, I knew Deanna got it right there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, uh, the, the response that I'm getting, you don't want to get into anything. Now, look, I'm used to talking to people. A lot of people aren't. They want to argue with people. <laughs> I just want to get my information across to them, well, right? I'm not trying to sell them anything at this point because I know once they listen, they're going to get hooked. Listen, and not everybody's going to do it. I think one of the best things that I've been able to do is to put those qualifiers at the front where you get universal agreement. And then if you'll notice, as you listen to the show, when Deanna was confused, I went back and said, no, remember, we agreed at the first there's only two statuses. Oh, yes. And you constantly take them back when you got any confusion, and that anchors it. See, that anchors whatever else you're going to say because you got their agreement, and it's so simple, virtually anybody can understand it. And then, of course, you know, I, do other, I do one other thing here that, that's interesting because I'm interested in getting people out of the money system and getting them into Bitcoin. And so when I had the conversation with this lady whose husband was the guy who invented the method to bring Bitcoins into IRAs and 401ks, I said, well, you know, I'm going to be glad to help you with this, but your husband ain't going to like me because I'm doing everything I can to get the money out of those things. And I explained to her why. She didn't understand it. But... Um, People are really beginning to be very, very uh, interested and grateful that somebody's handing them something that they can actually bite on. Well, Another fellow started talking about Bitcoin, and this is a perfect lead-in to, to use these programs that we're using to help people f get away to get away from the money system. You see, because the, they're tied into the money. They got a problem there. John? And Yeah. Do you, have you heard me talk about No Thanks IRS? No, I, I didn't. I heard you. I just heard it today when I was listening uh, prior to coming over here. This is, and a, I need. I want to get into that. I'm yeah, a, I'm a, let me give a little background on because this important wrinkle and option for folks we've never had before. Okay, and it's always driver's license and IRS. Those are the two sticky wickets. Okay, we got IRS taken care of, and but this for some people that's not true. They work have some kind of a corporate job, etc., and no company's going to fight your IRS battle for you. A lot of people, you, you being an insurance agent, okay, John? So here's what this guy that was a Family Guardian subscriber, and Josh told me, he said, the only way that we connected is he went to order something, and there was a mix-up on the order somehow, we had to talk. And so he said what he told me was what he was doing, and then Josh is incorporated into his website, famguardian.org. And what it is, this guy for 10 years, first he did it for himself, and then he did it for his wife. And it worked both times, and so then he made a business out of it. He's been doing it for 10 years. And he goes, you, he gets a list of questions from you. You never talk to him. It's all done with mail, okay, email. And you sign a specific power of attorney for him to file your IRS form for you. He does whatever magic he does, and he files an NR, and you get all your money back. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah, that's what I heard you say. Okay, it's uh, no thanks IRS, no thanks IRS dot famguardian dot org. So another nice little arrow in the quiver for people in that unique and unfortunate situation. Uh, oh, yeah. If I might for a moment. Yes, Chris. Well, first and foremost, I want to say it's nice to hear Mr. John back on the radio here. Yep. I always enjoy his yep. comments, his information, his intel that he gathers. And I would wonder if the David that you were speaking about over at Josh Wall Builders that brought this uh, No Thanks IRS, could it possibly be 
David Gwen Miller, a, uh, a, a.k.a. Quantum Grammar Parse Ten Packs, David Gwen Miller. There's no re-speculation because we don't know because he doesn't know. Okay? And all we know is the guy's name's David. You contact him through email, and he does this. He's been doing it for 10 years successfully, to my knowledge. That's all we know. Doesn't matter who it is. I can only say that David Wynn Miller is a pretty smart guy. He gave me a headache about getting through number seven on his uh, series on YouTube. I can't look. But uh, the IRS is kind of like a secondary for me. The freedom and liberty issue is the critical natural rights issue that is the delineator that really sets us apart from anybody else and the side effects are similar i think to what the no thanks irs has and i have some uh, support for that and the fact that they only keep four dollars out of my so-called socialist slavery repayments and uh, it's a very interesting situation for us to be treading new ground in. Well, the interesting thing is somebody can file their affidavit and take on the national status and not have to fight that battle. There's a way around it. Okay. So, right. And I'll tell you, this is very important because people were bringing up different things. And I would really, I really press the uh, issue about the citizenship status. And that that locked them into IRS and everything. And then then we got into the discussions briefly, especially with the ones that were active. I said, the reason that you're you're really not having a lot of success with these people is because you don't have the status that they have to listen to you because you're property. And I start talking about that status. And then I use your phrase all the time, property can't own property. And so then I go on it and say, look, here, let's just talk about your car. You know, when you get your, your car, you own your car, don't you? you oh, yes, I've owned, I paid my, my car. Yeah, yeah. I said, well, well how come you have, a, have to pay the state money every year uh, just to have a certificate in your, in your thing that you own the car? They don't have an answer for that anymore. I says, you don't really own the car because if you don't pay that, they're going to take it from you. They're going to find you. If you don't pay your property taxes, they're going to take your house from you, right? And that leads me into a loyal title, which then leads me into Ron Gibson, because what I want to do is start running Ron Gibson classes here in L.A. And uh, we have a tool now, Raj, Somebody. that's going to be so effective at getting people to just begin to listen and if we get them in front of Deanna, even for 15, 20 minutes on your show, they'll, they're going to be sucked into the, listen to this whole thing with this document. And you created a tool here that is so easy to reproduce. <laughs> and anybody can go do it, what I'm going to do now. They want me to speak. I'm going to accept it. But it ain't going to be me speaking. I'm going to come in. I'm going to be a moderator. And I'm going to run a class with Roger Sales as the teacher. And Deanna is the person who's listening. Now, I'm going to tell you something about this particular show. The reason it is so effective is not because the Rogers dulcet tones gets them all excited. Deanna is the perfect foil. She is. Did you hear my analogy, John? I think she's the church lady of the Patriot movement. She just beats him up with her knitting bag. <laughs> all right. Now, that's something else, too. If you've listened to Deanna over any years, Deanna's voice has changed dramatically. Oh, yeah, it really has. Right? Yes. That's why this really fits. It actually is even better because she talks well, slow. When I, I asked her, when I rephrased that first question, she went, no. <laughs> I knew right then she had it, see. Every, she was on with you every time, right? The only thing I did in the file when I was, when I was taking out all the commercials and stuff was I was – 
closing up some of the pregnant pauses, you know, a little bit. So that just happened just a little bit faster. So there wasn't any lag. But every perfect time you made a point, she says, oh, oh, I see. Right. <laughs> Things like that. Yeah. It is so good. It is so good. I would say, you know, because of the so-called defects in it, you know, things that we didn't get to, things that weren't said fully, things, it doesn't matter mm -hmm. because it's the perfect introduction and anybody can play that audio with their phone just using a little Bluetooth speaker you can buy for 35 bucks in a room. You got a perfect deal. Well, I, I've had a warm fuzzy since Saturday when I went back and re-listened to it and every every minute of it. And I was just very pleased with how it came off to me. And I know it had a tremendous effect on a lot of people. I'm going to tell you how I know. I've probably gotten 30-plus emails from people that have listened to the recording and didn't hear the show live wanting the document. Had a lot of requests for the document through the, uh, through the network uh, email. Hey, listen, I found a problem here. You know on our document where you listed the, the URL for your show? Yeah. Doesn't work. We got. We're gonna have to go change that. Well, they can find it some other way. I mean, there's other instructions on there. If they listen, if somebody wants it, they'll find it. You know, when I first got over to uh, the micro effect, John, some guy called in, some kid from Oregon, I think, goes, "Man, it took me six months to find you." <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think I remember that. So there, you know, if they see the the seeds planted, if they got, if they got the, if they got it, they'll find it. Okay. Well, actually, there's another advantage to it too, because if it's not working, they're going to contact me and say, "Hey, did you know that this isn't working?" Yeah, so I, then go. I know they've read it, right? Um, Rob, yeah. Samuel joined us a minute ago. I wanted to welcome you, Samuel. Thank you. Yeah, I uh, I have a question for John. I just want to make sure that we're talking about the same person. John, are you familiar with Dr. Kelly Roos? Nope. Ah. Yeah, I think so. I didn't. I thought it was a different person. Okay, I'm. I'm. I'm on it. Kelly Roos has got the documents because I think Jeff mailed her one when he went out and did a little hand mailing uh, last week. Yeah. Listen, I hate to run. I gotta go. I'll okay. talk to you in a little while. Thank Bye. you, John, for your contribution and your efforts, my friend. I feel you're going to bear some fruit. Oh, no doubt about it. Good Bye. Day. All right. Well, there's a good example and a good idea. You got folks that get together in your area, go get the thing, get some copies printed, go out and hand it out to folks. Say, right, give me an email, I'll send you Deanna's thing. Maybe you could even make another sheet up with, for example, the Downs v. Bidwell quote site from John Harlan and maybe your contact information or whatever you want to put in there to backstop prove it. Because if anybody's doubtful when they've either listened or read the document, hand them the, the Downs v. Bidwell quote. That was cited 30 years before they pulled the trigger on the bankruptcy. If that's not enough proof for some of these folks, then you're talking to the wrong people. Samuel? Yeah, I, uh, um, I didn't think he was talking to Dr. Kelly. So, and the, uh, also the, uh, the so-called the websites that she has, I, I looked those up. Those don't seem to really be valid. Maybe on her medical stuff, you might be okay, but I, I have her PO box that's listed on RBN. That's, right. that's what I'm going to use okay. to send her. 
That's an introductory Jeff. letter and the uh, matrix. That's what Jeff uh, used, and she can't get too many copies of them, I don't guess. Now, I'm, I'm, what I'm wondering, is it going to get to the day when John Statmiller has to eat his words and his pride and his ego and ask me to come on his program? Because he's going to have to ask me. The King's Beach address is a good one for Dr. Kelly. That's what I, mean. I think should be used. Uh, yeah. Is somebody else doing it, or should I stay on it? No, no, stay on it, man. They can't get enough of it. That's why I'm asking you all to send these other uh, third-party endorsements in. Listen, I've presented this to everybody on the, under the sun over the years, and I've never even gotten a reply. Never. Not one. Okay? Because here I am going, hey, I got the key to the Matrix. Sure, kid. But, you know, on to the next one. But when you guys start going, hey, you need to pay attention to this, and they get a few of those, that's a different story. That's why networking, like John just mentioned and alluded to earlier, works. is because you're telling somebody about a good restaurant and say, man, have you tried that restaurant? Well, when they hear it from you, somebody they know, they go, no, but I'm going to sure get over there this weekend with Mama. Or, boy, what There's a great a movie. I'll, I'll, we'll try and make a point to go see it. It's the third-party endorsement that's powerful. Roger, there's another lady uh, in uh, in our community here. Uh, she's 85 years old, I guess, now. But she has contact coming out of her ears. And she even spent the time uh, some years ago when the uh, National Liberty Alliance was going on. And they were trying to get uh, common law grand juries in every area of the country sure. and that all got shorted of course um and uh i i'm gonna try i i lost my contact from her because she put so much stuff on my email i just deleted it finally and uh but i know where she lives so i'm thinking of uh going over there one day and uh laying this stuff on her because let me tell you she might be 85 years old but she's got the energy of a 20 year old yet she's well, something else you just brought a name to mind i'd love to get a hold of and get this information is a guy that the reason those grand juries popped up uh, all of a sudden samuel back then was after the murrah bombing in oklahoma city and another guy came to the forefront at that time that I had a chance to meet. We brought him to one of our Atlanta conventions, who was just one of the nicest guys I think I've ever met, and that's Charles Key. Remember Charles Key? Yep. He was in Oklahoma. He was in the, the, the legislature then, and when he started asking questions, they finally ran him out. He was an insurance guy there in Oklahoma City, if I remember, and just a absolute good guy, 100%. You knew it from the first minute you met him, you know. And I'm not clear on that name. Was that Keating or Key, Keys? Key, K-E-Y, Charles Key. You don't remember him, Chris, from those days? That's a name I'm not familiar with. Now, Keating I'm very familiar no, no, with, no. but I have never heard governor. of Charles Keating. Keating was the governor, and that's Keating. This is Key, K-E-Y, like, uh, uh, what do you call it in Spanish? Jama, I think, or something. Um, I remember him. Okay, thanks, Brent. Uh, and let me, uh, there's a couple folks I don't, that aren't regulars here. I just want to make sure if you're new, if you've been drawn to the flame, like a moth from the Deanna information, if you've got any questions, please, this is, this forum is for you. 
This forum is for new people. Well, us old guys have to sit around and kick this stuff around and get different perspectives. But those of you who may have a question or new to the information, please, the forum's for you. Ask your question. Okay, nobody wants to. You know, one thing that I wish I would have mentioned on Deanna, and we mentioned around here, and I think it's finally becoming applicable. And that's the old saying that we had in teaching, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And I think that's what's happening. And I believe the students are ready, okay? There's all kinds of deep drill questions from people. This is the forum that we address those things on. And the reason we do it is so everybody can learn simultaneously. People are in also Chris. Also, all teachers will tell you there is no stupid or ignorant question because when you're thinking it, there's probably six other people that are sitting there thinking the same thing that are afraid to ask. And we're pretty gentle with entertaining questions here. And we love to teach, educate, and share the truth. We do. And we all want to help the new folks because it just empowers our position. Now, when you get somebody on here like we've had in the past that just refuses to listen or apply what we teach them and not consider it to be reality, well, there's just not too much help we can do for you. Okay, that's your problem. But of those that have genuine questions, that's what this whole forum, that's the way this show's been developed intentionally, no commercial interruptions, so we can dig deep into these complex issues that most people don't have a handle on. So if you are one of those folks, if you're listening not with us. If you're listening and you have that situation, please call in or send me an email and say, please address this on the show. I guess we could have that option too. Okay. But that's what this forum's for. And we'd love to meet you and talk with you and find out a little bit about you and, and welcome you to the, to the gang here. So again, if there's any of you folks, now's the time. Roger, I, while you're waiting, go ahead, Joe. Uh, quick question. My cousin, he's thinking about uh, filling out his affidavit and going for his complete free citizenship. And he uh, he's a convicted felon. Okay. I'm just curious, how does this affect him, uh, removing him from the citizenship status to the national status? I mean, would he be able to get his gun rights back that way? Because there's yep. nothing in the Constitution that states, you well, know, you can't be a felon. You know, I, I, and I tell people honestly, a lot of times when folks bring questions like this, it, it's stuff I've not personally experienced. I don't know that we've had anybody bring that question. My synopsis would be he's changing status, status totally, and that would be in his past. And I don't, I don't believe they could apply that to his current status because it's a different legal person. In other words, and I should plug this again. I didn't mention it Saturday. And what's your name? This is Joe. Hey, Joe. Uh, Joe, our buddy from Virginia? Yes, sir. Okay, same one and the same. Well, um, if, um, if you're, like I said, let me get my train of thought back. This is something I forgot to mention. It may be a blessing because if I'd have mentioned it on Deanna, no doubt the bad guys are going to hear that or heard it live or listen to it. And I didn't mention the science of law is still up on YouTube. Now, we've got it audio-wise, too, and I need to post it uh, up on CastBox, but it's still available on YouTube. And that, if you'll learn that material, I'm going to answer your question. I mentioned it earlier. The 
old formula, R plus D equals R, that's so important to understand. Rights plus duties equal remedies. Well, when you're a 14th Amendment person, you're receiving your civil rights from the federal government, and you owe the duties. That's why they've got the attachments. But when you change over, you're a different legal person. And that's why when I'm set in the... Indiana show when we were looking at 26 CFR at the first it says an income tax is owed by all individuals don't you think it's interesting they use that word instead of an income tax is owed by all legal persons or just persons like they use so fluently all through the rest of it okay not knowing you think it's a person and it's not it's a legal person all right, and that's why they put the word individuals because the individual means that the rights and the duties are contained in the same entity. In other words, humans have both the rights and the duties, okay? And they're individual, and the word individual is derived from the root word indivisible because those are contained in the same entity. Okay, so that's the legal person, and you have both the rights and duties uh, in it's not that way otherwise, okay? So uh, those are little fine points, and the only way you'll ever really have your arms around that is to go back and learn those basics of law that's in the science of law over on YouTube. It's about three hours long, but it, that information, and the reason it's so important, as I wrote back to a person with an email that requested the document, go back and, and learn that because even if you read the book, we didn't cover that adequately in the first book. We didn't realize the importance and the fact that it was not being concentrated on because there was so other much damn stuff to put in there, quite frankly. Okay. So that's important. And I had a guy from Uruguay response. It lives out in the middle of Uruguay. He said, hell, I can't join the show. I have terrible phone instruction with Magic Jack, which does. Okay. And uh, so I said, well, before you buy the book, he said, I want to learn everything I can learn about this. And I wrote him back, said, man, you remind me of me. Okay. And here's where you start. Go back and learn that basics of law because that's not in the book. Then read the book and you're going to have a good handle right there. You have an excellent basis if you spend the time to do those two things. So, Joe, my sense is that when he when he uh, submits that affidavit, he's starting like a new life as a new person. Okay. And should he go back and, and try and buy a weapon? And they ask him what his status is, tell him he's a U.S. national, and see if he doesn't have the same experience others have had. Hey, Raj. Yeah. John back here, real thing on this guy's question here. He might want to go look at the uh, congressional record, uh, Senate record from January thirteenth, uh, nineteen thirty-eight, and it's on page four hundred and thirty-eight, and it's a discussion about the slaughterhouse cases. And I'll read it. It's one sentence, and it'll be very helpful here. It says, uh, in no case under these amendments, so far as present controversy is concerned, can the power of Congress be made to reach either for punishment or correction or redress in any way, civil or criminal, the acts of private individuals. There you go. We That's need, in the John, Senate John, record. would you write that out and send it to me, please? Okay, well, I'll send you the whole thing. I mean, okay, yeah, that's great. I, I, I've never seen that. You brought it up the other day on a sidebar conversation, and it's very adequate, especially, as you said, in this instance. So, Joe? I pay close attention to Ralph Winterow's research. 
his research on all levels is, is extremely good. And one of the things he's also said, that if the government doesn't start paying attention to what he's been putting out here, he's going to go down and free the prisons, get everybody out of jail, because the courts have no authority to put them there. Anyway, one other thing I wanted to tell you about the flyer. One thing that was very effective in talking to people, I said, look, this is very complex information, but you can do it very simply. But you just need to understand it. But let me tell you one thing. This will keep you from being forced to have a vaccine if you understand yeah, that, this. too. That got them. I mean, the eyes got big. Believe me, that is a that is one of the top points that you got to hit guns, with somebody. Probably guns and the vaccination angle to really, really ripe populations for this information. Well, yeah, the guns, not so much, but the vaccinations really got everybody, everybody, because they're all being forced. They're going to be forced to take the vaccination. They don't want it. Not everybody has a gun or they're worried about a gun. But you're right. The guns will hit the patriot types and the other no, ones, the vaccines, you know, everybody wants. But those want. people are absolutely usually activists, too. So both of those groups are. Okay. So those are well, two further. You know, in my view is, is that the people are willing to accept the vaccination and they're willing to be, you know, be a fodder for the criminals out there. Uh, it improves the population, Raj. Eventually not, they'll be eliminated and we won't have to worry about it anymore. I, I'm never going to take the vaccination, but I damn sure ain't going to take the test. You know, just like we found that they put the first three words that control the world in the 14th Amendment, all the rest of the stuff, the hook here is in the test. Even right, more right. so than the vaccination, I think. No, you're right. You're, I, I believe that's true, too. And that's why the test isn't real. It's 95% false positives. So we're getting anyway. towards the end of the program. Thanks, John, for adding that in see there. And uh, we'll see you, man. I think John and Kathy are going to be on discussing that uh, networking deal with Jim Ram next on Monday. So if you want to stay tuned to the Network and Catch Jim show, you can find out more about that should you be interested. Uh, we're interested in icons. I'm not bringing any of that stuff into the program because my focus is 100% on this right now. I've been building up to this point for many, many years. We've never had the opportunity we've got now, and I don't want to muddy the water. We got one thing here, and that's getting people free and seeing how many of them we can get. Okay? So uh, that's our focus. Um, anybody got anything they wanted to bring up here towards the last because we're getting towards the end? I do. Did John say that he is buying and selling Bitcoin? I don't think so. Oh, okay. He's plugged into the whole cyber thing, and we're all hoping and praying we get those BitClub Network contracts back. And I, I got to be half glass full. I think we're going to. Yep. Oh, okay. yep. I feel positive about it, and uh, everything was bogus that they did, and the company was not bogus. It was a viable entity. And uh, so that's where that is. We'll just hope and pray. Um, if not, I didn't put all my eggs in that basket. There's other things I can fall back on. So, you know, but that one I'd really like to see come in. Um, anybody else? You know, Roger, Chris? there's a really critical thing there. When you've changed that status and you become a free man on the land, uh, U.S. national, you have access to the true Article Three Supreme Court, and that might have some forbearance on some of these issues like the BitClub network and other aspects where these agencies are fabricating false narratives to steal people's money, put them out of commission, and try to squelch opposition to their so-called federal reserve schemes. Well, it was definitely they're scared as hell of Bitcoin. 
Look how they've reacted to it all these years. You know, Jamie Dimon gets up there and bad mouse it and demonizes it while he's got his trading desk in the background buying the stuff. Come on. Jamie Dimon, you're correct. So uh, they know what it is. They've known what it is from the start. It wasn't a threat to them initially, but it's getting to be a threat now. Uh, and fortunately, there's some other ones, you know, the carrot bar coin. Uh, even with all of its problems and challenges, turned out to be something, the G999 coin. We'll see how that does. I had a, a shot in the dark on a coin called Electronium that's hung around all these years and uh, that I think is going to make it. So uh, we'll be, you know, uh, if you, I imagine there's other people that have got those little nooks and cubby holes filled with something, like squirrels putting acorns in the holler of the tree there for the long, cold winter, which I guess we're going to be getting this week. There's a, some sort of a big polar plunge uh, coming. Um, hope you guys got your long johns. And uh, otherwise than that, everything's pretty good. We got a good opportunity here to reach more people and put pressure on these bastards. You know, they can stop court cases and they can do all this other stuff. They can't stop people filing that affidavit, and there's not one damn thing they can do about it except recognize it. Period. PD. The stronger, more people we get understanding this, the stronger we are. Period. Now we're not individuals that have freedom. We're a group of knowledgeable individuals that collectively have our freedoms. And that is a horse of a different color. So, uh, listen, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. I thought we'd have some Deanna folks on today, and we didn't. So uh, we'll see if that doesn't change as we go forward. Let me pipe that down a little bit. And uh, see what happens tomorrow, Twix now and then, 20 22 short little hours, and we'll see what happens as those go under the bridge. Anybody got any parting words? Hasta la vista, baby. Hasta la vega. Nino. Nino. Uh, don't forget, I plugged it the other day. Jeff, did you go check out Synergy Spanish? I looked at the page, and uh, I... I found it interesting. I haven't delved into it too deeply yet. I didn't go into it too much. What he did that makes that thing so effective is he took the 139 most used words of both languages, and those are the ones he teaches you in 30 days. And uh, it uh, allows you to get up on your feet pretty quick with the old language. I'll see you all tomorrow. Have a great day. Auf Wiedersehen. That's a good one.